We sang that song. Oh, is that good? Seems a little loud. It's a lot of reverb. We sang that song, uh, This is Life. Uh, come in one way, leave another. And I'm, I'm, I had this in my notes, but I'm just going to share it right now. Uh, last week we had, uh, we had baptism. 25 people got in the water and told the world, I no longer belong to you anymore. New life in Christ. They declared that publicly. But uh, one, of the, um, one of the young ladies, there were two young ladies that were here from the Esther house, which is the, the female arm of Teen Challenge. And their parents uh, came with them and uh, just to support their daughter's decision to get baptized. And they came and they were part of our service. And uh, I found out at the baptism that from, from, from one set of parents that the mother of the one girl accepted Jesus in this room last week. Came in as an atheist. Came in as a non-believer in Jesus. And through whatever, only the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, received Christ, and uh, that's what we get to do. This is life. This is life. This is abundant life, and uh, we get to do this. And uh, I'm going to share a couple of scriptures, and I'm going to tell you a little bit how this message came about. Uh, John 10, 9 and 10, we talked about this, this, these verses this morning in our open door class, just chewed on the, the, uh, just the, the depth of these verses. Jesus says, uh, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He's the only way to enter heaven. He's the only way, to, only way to find salvation is through Jesus. Only way to have eternal life is through Jesus. I'm the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That thief is your enemy, the devil. He comes to only, his only reason is to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's his goal for your life, is to kill, steal, and destroy your life. Simple as that. But Jesus says, I have life. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. New King James and several other verses, versions of the Bible put it this way. I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. Have it abundantly. And I love that because that's part of our name. This is part of who we are, abundant life. So when he says, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full, he's saying, I don't, I don't want you to just have a little bit of life. I want you to have a full, full, fullness of life. And then he, and he tells us the enemy's goal is to not let that happen, to try to stop that, to impede your progress, to impede, give you a mind that's not renewed, to listen to deceptions from the enemy that started way back. Did God really mean this? Yes, his word is true, will always be true. Today in class we talked about what's the enemy trying to steal? The first thing he's trying to steal is, is the word from your mind, the word from your heart, so that you don't believe or so that you start believing lies. This is life. This is life. Come and empty, leave another way. 
So this message came about uh, a couple weeks ago. I was uh, actually I was doing two two I did, had two funerals I was doing and uh, in the in the midst of going from one to another, uh, I got a phone call from my neighbor, next door neighbor. He's a great guy, love, lover of Jesus, he and his family. And, uh, and uh, he left a message on my phone. And uh, because I was it kind of tied up uh, with the with, uh, responsibilities, I, I uh, could only listen to the message. And I could tell in, in his message he was just broken, um, just going through some health issues. And he's um, not somebody that's normally very vulnerable, but he was very vulnerable. His voice was shaking. And he just said, if you have, have a chance, call me back or you know, stop over. So I very quickly just uh, uh, sent him a text, said, I'm, I'm on my way to, to do a service. I will um, touch base with you later. And, uh, and, uh, and so then I did. You know, after, after I was done with my other, other things I was doing, I went over to his house, and, and uh, we spent some time together. He just opened up his heart and just cried and and we had prayer together and just, uh, just uh, a lot of fellowship and just a, a lot of vulnerability was going on there in those moments. And again, it's not, not normally, fun- doesn't normally function like that. Um, but anyway, as I was leaving his house, his wife, uh, wife uh, kind of walked me to the door and she said, uh, now if you want to mark this down as a pastoral visit, um, as, as some pastors do, um, feel free to do that. And I, was, and I, I kind of looked puzzled at her for a minute, and I was like, oh, no, Marsha, this is life. This is, this is life. This is what we get to do. And, and, when, and when I say we, I don't just mean me as a pastor. This is what we get to do as followers of Jesus. If there's somebody next door who has a need, we get to help meet that need. We get to do life like this. It's not... It's, it's not uh, I don't know. I don't know how everybody else functions, but I don't function with some sort of checklist. I said, "Well, I'll check that off my list." That I had a pastoral visit, you know, next door today. That you know wasn't you know part of my normal duties or whatever. Our normal duties is to, as a follower of Jesus, is to live for Him, live for Him every day. And as doors open for us to minister, and doors are opening everywhere, all over the place to do that. It's what we get to do. And uh, that's how this message came about. As, as, I, as, I, as I spoke those words, said, no, this is, this, this is life. And, uh, and the Holy Spirit said, there's a, there's a message there. There's a message there that we get to do life every single day in Jesus. That means, that means loving and caring for anybody or everybody who happens to come across our path as the Holy Spirit directs, as He leads us. And, uh, it's, and, and, and it's, a, it's a privilege. And... The, and, and, and again, looking at that verse, that's what the enemy wants to stop. He wants to impede that. He wants you to live your life for you and you, you alone. Because we're innately selfish. We're born that way. That's our sin nature. Is innately live for myself. That's what we did. That's what I did before Jesus. But he changed that. He changes that. And that change is continuous. It's ongoing. We haven't arrived yet. So, we, again, we talked about this in class today, this, that coming in and going out, there's freedom, there's movement, there's fluidity to that. And, 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 uh, and, and, and to find pasture, to find pasture. And that, that, that there's always more pasture to find in Christ. There's always more, always more. We, we, we haven't received it all yet. We haven't found it all yet. But as we stay in Him, as we stay and keep, keep coming and have freedom to move about, 
uh, we don't get caught up in the things of this world, even though we live in this world. We live here. We live here, and, and the stuff's all around us to potentially taint us or to draw us back in, but we can say no. We can say, no, that's not me anymore. I'm a new creation in Christ. This is life. This is life to the full, life abundantly. So there's this passage in Romans. It says, if, if, if by the trespass of one man death reigned, Adam, through his trespass, his decision, death reigned through that one man, how much more, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. How much more, how much more through Jesus, through this, this new life in Christ, do we receive provision of grace, the gift of righteousness, and he says to do what? To reign. We not only, we not only get to live life, this is life abundantly, but we get to, we get to reign in life. We're, we, 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 are, we, are, we talked earlier in this year about the ecclesia. Pastor Shane brought us this message, the ecclesia mandate where God was raising up a people to be, to, be, to be governing rulers in this day, spiritually. And when we're obeying, when we are obeying the word of God and living according to his plan and living according to his word, and we do this imperfectly, I'm not suggesting any of us does this perfectly, but, but we're on our way. We, 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 we can obey. We can do this because he makes provision for us to do this. We reign in life through the one man, Jesus, only Jesus, only Jesus, only Jesus. And when I say reign, I'm not talking about, uh, hey, we're in charge and we're pounding our chest and walking around as some sort of a, uh, of a uh, just example of power and boldness and in, in a way that calls attention to ourselves. Everything calls attention to him. Calls attention to him. Always calls attention to him. This is life. This is abundant life. I come in empty, I leave filled. I bring my sickness, I leave healed. You know, as, uh, as we have uh, been, been engaging this year in, in this, this deeper sense of, uh, uh, of prayer and fasting and, and bringing our requests to him and being relentless in pounding the gates of heaven on behalf of, of one another, doing battle for one another, uh, I was, I've been thinking uh, about our, our, our dear friend, George Welker. You know, when, when George had this, had this fall, uh, when he fell at, at, the, at, the, uh, at the Lynn Hartz at a picnic uh, earlier this year, and, uh, and he, uh, he, he, he broke, his, broke his ankle. And, uh, and George is 80 years old, and, uh, and he, has, he has other health issues, diabetic. He's got neuropathy in his foot, and so... You know when when this uh, when this happened the the uh, the thought was oh my goodness he could lose his foot you know because of all these other factors uh, but this body went into prayer and uh, and there was a, there was a point there was a point uh, when they were treating him that uh, the, the that they said we're going to amputate we're going to amputate this foot uh, and. Uh, and there was there was concern that there would never be blood flow, blood flow there again, but there was a doctor on site who said, "No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that." And they were able to do the operation, and and one of the specific things that people asked for when they were what Kim and, and Betty asked for when they were praying for pray for that blood flow, and uh, he's gone through two surgeries so far, 
and that, that, that ankle, it, it, it's, it's healing. It is healing. He has blood flow. It's pink. It's... He gets all glory. He's doing this stuff. He's doing these things. And, it's, and I, believe, I believe God is, is, is showing us over and over again this year more about who we are in Christ and how to pray and how to, how to do battle and how to take the authority that, uh, that, again, Pastor Shane presented this to us, that, that too, too often we relinquished, relinquished our authority in, in Jesus. Uh, and, and, and because of it, we've missed out on some of these examples of this is life and life to the full because we've somehow at times just, just said, okay, okay, have your way enemy. You can have that. No, no. It, it, the church is rising up and saying, no, we're taking back territories. We're taking, but we're, we're believing God's word for what he says. And so we can bring our sickness and leave a different way. We, we can come in with a broken heart and he can mend every part of it. We can come in as a captive and leave free. Again, a lady walked in this room last week having just coming here to support her daughter. Support her daughter. And, uh, and she wasn't a believer in Jesus. She was not only a believer in Jesus, she, she didn't believe he even existed. She didn't believe God existed. That's, that's what an atheist believes. I don't believe God exists. And in the course of, I don't know, an hour and a half, simply his presence moved on her in a way that taught her otherwise. This is life. This is abundant life. And, I, you know, I, when the Lord gave me that word, abundant, this, this is life, the Lord said, it, add, add abundant life. Because we as a church, and I'm not talking just about us, but we as a church have always been different. Anybody that's ever been around here for any length of time knows we're different. We don't fit any mold. We don't fit, uh, we just don't. We're who we are. And we don't apologize for that. And we won't apologize for that. We're gonna we're stand on His word always, and we're, we're and we're and we're sometimes things are going to be messy because if we're engaging in life altering uh, things for people's lives, it's going to be messy. Um, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get into some examples here uh, in a, in a little bit here. Just examples of things God is doing among us that is is just a reminder to me over and over again that this is life and this is abundant life and this is what we get to do. It's what we get to be and we're gonna keep doing it and we're gonna keep adding to our numbers and we're gonna keep saying you're a part of this. You're a part of this. Come on, step into it. Step into it. Don't be afraid. Do, or if you are, do stuff afraid. Do it afraid because he'll do the work and we're just vessels. Psalm 65 says this, Praise awaits you, our God in Zion. To you our vows will be fulfilled. You who answer prayer. You who answer prayer. I just want, I want, to, want to pause there for a minute. I want you, to, I want you, want you to, to, to get this today. He answers prayer. He hears your prayers. He hears your prayers. To you, all the people will come. When we were overwhelmed by sins, when we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Every one of us at one point was apart from him, was away from him because of sin. That's what sin does. It separates us. Jesus brings us back. Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We are filled with the good things of your house, of your holy temple. You answer us with 
awesome and righteous deeds. And I underline some of that. I, want to, I just want to call attention. Those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. And I am convinced, I'm convinced that, uh, that in, in this year in particular, the Lord has brought us into his courts in ways that we've never experienced before. And we, and we get to live there. We get to live there. We get to, we get to live there in, in his presence. We get to live there with all of his provision. We get to live there. And because of that, we get to be filled with good things of your house. And that's what spills out of us as we go out into our jobs and society and ball games and grocery stores and wherever it is that we, workplaces, wherever it is that we go, that we get to go there filled with good things of God to spill out, to spill out. But that person that's working next to you notices there's something about you. Or they get a peace when they're around you. Or a joy. Or they know you're going through something and you're not crumbling. You answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. God, our Savior, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas, who formed the mountains by your power, having armed yourself with strength, who stilled the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the turmoil of the nations. Those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. Is he bringing you near? Have you know, have you, I, I know many of your stories this year. I've watched many of you take these steps of obedience. And so I, I, I know and, and observed some things that have been unfolding. This is life. This is what we're called to be and do. So, as we have determined this year to humble ourselves and pray and fast like never before, if those of you that, that are, have, haven't been here or, or are here for the first time, every, every Tuesday is a corporate day of fast. And, uh, and so, and we're, so we're, we, we are taking that probably more seriously than we ever have before. Some have gone on 40-day fasts this year uh, where we're just digging in and doing battle for one another. And as we've done, if we, as we've done some of this stuff, uh, Lord has responded by saying, okay, here's more. Here's more of my provision. Here's more of my power. Here's more of my wisdom. Here's more of my direction. And ministries, new ministries have sprung up this year. I've never seen so many things uh, opening up like I have in, in, in 2022, and it's been, it's been amazing. Uh, but there always seems to be some group of people or some individual or, or some opportunity for somebody to step into something where we get to show the love of Jesus where we get to demonstrate it, where we get to, to, to do something to care for somebody that we maybe we've never cared for before. And it's happening over and over and over again. And so what's happening is ministry is just becoming every, parts of everyday life all over the place, all over the place. And sometimes it may look like ministry where there's actual prayer and there's, 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 there's a hands-on prayer and worship and all those things going on. But sometimes it's just doing something together that has nothing inherently spiritual but yet he's in the middle of it. Middle of it. Case in point, just last night, there was a, there was a, bait, a softball game here. Softball game here. We haven't used a softball field in a long, long time. And I was, I was sitting there, uh, and I'm looking. Of course, the field is called George Walker Jr. Field. Now, I don't know how many people were there last night. A bunch. There's a lot of people there last night. I figured there were less than 10 people who have any idea who George Welker Jr., never met George Welker Jr. He passed away in 2001. But that, that field 
was was uh, was developed and made to to, to uh, recognize him for his his walk with Jesus. But as a reminder, always, and as we sat there playing last night, I was reminded, I was reminded of two men from this body that gave a part of their lung for George Welker, who who dealt with cystic fibrosis. Two people from this body. This is life. This is abundant life. That two people from this body said, I'm going to give part of my body part for somebody else. So we're sitting there last night playing ball on, the, on that field. And nothing spiritual about it, but yet there was, there, was, there was fellowship and ministry going on all around it without people necessarily even knowing it. Relationships were being strengthened. Lots of joy, lots of camaraderie, lots of interaction among the people. And the Lord, Lord reminded me again of how he has spoke through Kim Blakeney years ago and said, we're, there's going to be times when there's going to be something going on in your property every single day, every single day, where there's going to be opportunity for us to care or reach out. And that's happening more and more and more. As I look back on this week, I believe there was something going on, something you know, big, little going on almost every single day this past week. As men of valor were gathering uh, to meet Wednesday night uh, on the hill, I, I observed some cars coming in and they were pulling up close to the building and it turned out it was four women from our church who were gathering all, all in the Crestview district and what I found out they were doing is that we collected stuff, we collected stuff for us to be able to present to teachers in the district and administrators in the district to just bless them. And so we had four ladies come here and were getting all this stuff together and creating baskets to be able to present to them. Such a simple thing. But such a profound thing for us to be able to say, hey, we, we appreciate what you're doing with our students in the schools. We want to bless you. And they did that. And it was, again, a simple reminder, a simple reminder. This is life. This is life. People giving up their own time, their own, their own time to come together and put something together for somebody else. Simple thing. But profound. So years ago, Connie and I, uh, we used to go to a, uh, a there was a, a, a fellowship down in West Virginia we were involved with. It's called Vineyard Christian Fellowship. And we used to go, go uh, to services and seminars and things there. We weren't, you know, we were members of other churches, but we went down there to, to learn. And one of the things that, um, one of the things they used to talk about, uh, was that there was a phrase they used uh, when it came to ministry. And they said, we get to do this stuff. We get to do the stuff, and when I think about when I think about that, I think about this verse. It's John four thirty four, and they referenced this verse a lot. They said, "My food." And they're referencing Jesus. This is Jesus speaking. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of Him who sent me and to finish His work. My food is to do the will of Him who sent me and to and to finish His work. And and we, I, I, I think I think about this now because I believe over and over again we are doing the stuff. You're involved in doing the stuff. And that, that stuff is everything from, from, from just serving someone who has a need to caring for someone who needs you to care for them to, to praying for them to, uh, to, to sharing the truth about the scriptures, discipling them, all, anything and everything in between, anything in between in terms of caring for people. We get to do the stuff and it's fulfilling and it's, it's, and it's life affirming and a little bit leads to wanting to do a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and then a little bit more, and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. I had, 
I had uh, written this down as I was preparing for this. So I says, to, to see everything that's unfolding as it is and to watch and more, as more and more people dive into deeper waters of lifestyle ministry, it's like throwing a log on a fire that is already hot. The fire is already hot, but yet you want to throw that, fire, that log on, onto it because you just want to keep that fire burning. You want to keep that fire burning. And it's becomes contagious, and it becomes ravenous, and you want more, and you want more, and you want more. And I was, I was saying in class this morning, you know, it seemed like there was a t- time when, oh, after August overflow, things just sort of started slowing down. Things are not slowing down. Doors keep opening. Doors keep opening for, for ministry. And it's, uh, it, it's something that Samantha Orangia described years ago. She said, there's a flourishing there's a flourishing, and that's God's kingdom work. There's a flourishing, and it's, it's, it's where things come, are coming alive, and they're coming alive, and they're coming alive, and they don't stop. And that's what we're, we're, we're still experiencing that. That happened years ago, and it's, it's happening, and it's happening in greater degrees. This is life. This is life. This is abundant life. We get to, we get to do this stuff. So, so a couple weeks ago, we got a chance to go to the beach, and, um, and there, was, there were several of us from here that were, happened to be down there all at the same time. And uh, there, were, there, was a, there was another family that was a little bit north of us. And there was a particular day when there was a, a little bit of turmoil in that, in that family that was north of us. And part of that family, for whatever reason, on that particular day said, we're going to go hang out. They came and hung out with us. And I, I, I thought about that for the long, longest time. I thought, why? 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 Why, why hang out with us? Because we're in turmoil, and we know that if we come and hang out with you a day at the beach, it's a place of peace. It's a place of stability. It's a place of, and again, it wasn't, there wasn't anything overtly spiritual about any of it. It was just, I need to get out of the chaos and come into a place where, where there's some sense of order, where there's some sense of peace, where there's some sense of stability. This is life. This is life, and we get to do it. We get to live it. We get to live it wherever, whether we're at the beach, whether we're in our workplace, whether we're gathered here in this building, wherever it is that we are, we get to live it. A couple of weeks ago at our Men of Valor class, uh, uh, a man showed up who was broken. He was just broken. And in communication with him, uh, that day, uh, I, I knew he wanted to wanted to come to class, and I was already here. And it was, I said, "I'll come get you. I will come get you." And he didn't want me to do that. And he was like, "No." He says, "Is there anybody else? Anybody else from Salem that's coming?" And and I thought of our brother Adam, Adam Dieter. And so Adam didn't know him. He didn't know Adam. They'd never met. But I messaged him and said, "Hey, there's a guy from Salem wants to come. Could you pick him up?" Absolutely. Absolutely. This is life. This is life. When someone has a need, and to, to think that I could just ask someone who has never met this person before to go get him, and he did. He did. He went and got him, and he came, and he just poured out his heart all evening. This is life. There are hard things in life. There are messy things in life. There's brokenness in life. And we get to be part of it. We get to be solutions. So there was a, uh, 
Uh, you heard the announcement about uh, Bill Graham rallies coming up uh, in, um, in Youngstown in September. And um, there's, the announcement was specifically about if you want to be part of the prayer team, there's a, uh, a training session you have to go through. But anyway, this guy stopped by the office from the Billy Graham organization this week and talked to, to Pastor Mark and Kat and I in the office for a little bit. And, and through the, just the course of conversation, uh, you know, we were just talking about different things we get to be involved in and, you know, doing stuff with this church or doing stuff with that church and doing stuff with this or that, you know, the other. And he was, he was struck by that. He was like, you know that doing stuff with other churches isn't normal. That a lot of places don't do that. And we're like, what? Yeah, I don't, you know, Francis, why? You know, well, a lot of places are territorial and they're protective. And well, you know, if, if we get involved with that church down the road, some of our people might end up going there. Well, so what? So what? That, that's not, that's not we're, not, we're not here to have everybody come here. I mean, although I think everybody should, but, but, but that's, not, that's not it. If, if, if a church down the road has something going on that's really good, join them. Don't create your own. You know, it, 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 it's building the kingdom together. We're not, we're, we're not here to protect our fiefdom or our, our ministry. or We're not here to do that. And so he was, he was struck by that. And, and so... Um, as, as he was getting ready to leave, you know, he, and I, I know Pastor Mark and I both thought, oh, we need to pray for this guy. And before we could say it, he said, I'm going to pray for you guys. We're like, oh, we're going to pray for you. And so we got to do that. But he, he, he deposited something in us, just an encouragement that, that we get to do life, keep doing it. Keep doing it with other fellowships. Keep doing it with other people. Keep doing it out in the community. Keep doing it with the lost. Keep doing it wherever you have opportunity to do it. So if we have opportunity to go and pray for people in Youngstown, do the training, do what's required. The Lord has something in mind for that. So last week in open door class, uh, Wes shared a they had a, they had a a thing at their house last weekend. Um, they have they have a, this flower farm that they have started on their property, completely completely orchestrated by the Holy Spirit for them to create this flower farm. And so they had an open house, and there were lots of other vendors from the area were on the property. We weren't there. We were still on vacation. But, but, we, but, but when I heard about it and, and saw what was going on and having been on their property, I absolutely know the anointing that is on these guys to minister where, wherever they are, but especially in their, in, in their home, on their property. And so I knew stuff was going on. But he, said, he, he shared this example at, at, that, at that event where um, – where uh, there was a lady that was there who said, I heard you got your guys' testimony. And, and for those who don't know, Wes and Chelsea lead this new ministry that started this year called The Storehouse. And simply what The Storehouse is, is it's, it's this opportunity to share your testimony uh, publicly, and then they videotape it, and then it's available for other people to, to watch and see. And this, this woman said... Um, you know, my husband and I are having some struggles and we are involved in a church, but we don't, we don't feel comfortable sharing our troubles with our church family. But we heard your testimony and we're so struck by your vulnerability and your honesty and your openness. And we want to know more about this. We want to, we want to understand what, how, how does that work? And, and so I, they, I don't know if they've gotten together yet. I think it's still in the works for them to, to, to get together with this family. But it was really struck me. Again, this ministry 
called the Storehouse that just emerged this year as a result of prayer and fasting, as a result of people setting aside time. Lord, open up this ministry. They get to share their story, and a, and a woman says, I heard your testimony, and it affected me, and I want to know how that works. And, 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 and the part that really struck me is that they have a church family but don't feel like they can share it with their church family. And I'm thinking, man, I don't want us to ever be a body where you can't come in here or can't come to somebody and say, I got this trouble. I got this thing I'm dealing with. And, and you have to keep it to yourself because you're either ashamed or embarrassed or whatever the reasons might be. No, we get, we get to do life together, and that means struggles sometimes. And I'm not suggesting you have to get up here and tell everybody your story, but there's someone here who will listen. There's someone you can connect with to say... I need, I need help with this problem. I still, I so appreciate our brother Scott Baldwin who, who leads our Men of Valor class who, who has told us over and over again, I, I, struggled, I have struggled with getting into the word consistently. And so, he, so I'm asking for help. And so he has people now that every single day they share the word together. Every single day they're challenging one another with, 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 uh, with scripture and saying, let's talk about this verse. Let's talk about this chapter. Let's talk about th- these principles. But he asked for help. And he could have said, well, I can't do that. I'm, you know, I'm a leader here. I'm a leader in this church. I can't admit that I have a problem. I can't admit that I have a weakness. I can't. But he did. And it's produced so much growth and so much change and a hunger for more. And I could, I could just go on and on about these examples of, of, uh, of just changed lives that are happening in our midst because we're simply doing life together. Holy Spirit, I've, I said this over and over again, you set your heart on the things that please the Lord and he will, he will pour himself out in ways and, and take you places that you hadn't planned on, on going. And honestly, you know, when the storehouse started, I didn't, we didn't know, you know what it looked like. We didn't know, we didn't know what it was all going to be about, but to hear that there's already been one testimony, and I know there's been more, there's already been one testimony of a life that's affected. And so, so then I was thinking about, about, the, about Randy, uh, Randy and, and, and Nick and, and their, they, this, this, uh, this uh, uh, EEC, this homeschooling group, Engage is, is, is the broader ministry, but this EEC is, is you know, I don't know, how many families do you guys have? 18 families. 18 families have made the decision to say, you know, I want to be part of this group that is homeschooling kids. And again, I said this a couple weeks ago, this is not, we're not anti-public schools. This is not an anti-public school thing. We, we, we support both. We have public school people who are supporting this. And so, but, but to see this ministry, and I don't know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to have her sh- share anything about it, but as this thing is just ready to get started, I, I can't even imagine what Randy's feeling and thinking because six months ago, this was all just a thought. It was all just a thought. It was all just a, something that he merged as, as she engaged in fasting and the Lord presented this whole scenario, what it was going to look like. And people have just come alongside. This is life. This is life. And we get to do it together. And we get to support one another. We're having a car show today. There's nothing inherently spiritual about a car show. But a, this car show emerged because Ginny Holland had a vision. 
Jenny and her husband for years were involved in car shows. And she had a vision. She was driving in the property, on the property, she had this vision of just classic cars just everywhere. And she, she told us about it. And we said, go for it. Go with it. Dive into it. And they got the whole ball rolling. In the last couple of years, our belonging women's ministry have taken it over. And we get to, we get to have a car show here. And there's going to be people on the property that we'll get to love and care for and have conversation with. And I have no idea what all Holy Spirit has in mind, but we get to do it. And we get to do it together. And whenever we're doing these things together, we can never underestimate what Holy Spirit is doing in us, building us and building relationship and building commitment and working, learning how to work together. I've talked about this over and over again, but the unity, keep working on unity because the Lord loves unity. The enemy hates unity. Lord loves it, and he loves to add to it. He loves to add to it when we're doing things together. So we're having a car show today. Who knows what all's going to happen? So <laughs> I have this picture. Yes, that's a freezer full of meat. <laughs> and you're thinking, what does that have to do with anything? That's in our pantry, and uh, one, of our, one of our local businesses, NDC, which they do, do do all of our furnace work here, and they're very strong supporters of August Overflow and other things here, but they contacted uh, Linda Allender and said, we got, we got beef for your pantry. When you, it's a lot of meat. It's a lot of meat. That's a lot of money right there. It's a lot of money right there. And we have a relationship with this company. And who knows why did, why they gave it to us? I mean, they're right here. We're right here. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But Holy Spirit knows when we get to do life together, this is life and this is life abundantly because they're going to get to give that all away. They're going to get to give that all away. Just another example, another example of what life is like. So last Sunday, I already talked about this a little bit. I'm going to reiterate it. We had a baptism, 25 people. Youngest was six years old. The oldest was 85 or 86. Got into water and said, world, I don't belong to you anymore. They didn't say that specifically, but that's what they were saying. I belong to Jesus. Some of you are in this room. I don't know if we're giving out certificates today or not, but we can. I uh, have mine. But it's what we get to do. This is what we get to do. And, and, and in the process of that, in the process of that, an atheist, because a w- woman shows up simply to support her daughter. And this is just how Holy Spirit works. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just give a w- real quick scenario of how this, how this unfolded. A month or so ago, we had Spotlight on Missions. Where, and I do this periodically where we just kind of call attention to some of the missions we get to support. And one of those missions was Teen Challenge. And so Teen Challenge showed up that Sunday. And that particular Sunday, we happened to announce, hey, we're doing a baptism here in August sometime. And so people from Teen Challenge were, were here that Sunday morning. And the next thing I know, Pastor Mark comes and says, hey, some of the ladies from Teen Challenge from the Esther House want to come and get baptized. And in the course of that happening, oh, atheist comes to know Jesus. 
this is, this is how when you follow Jesus and you listen to him and you pay attention to him and you, you engage fully in his ministry, he just opens up these doors that man could never orchestrate. I could never have said, okay, we're going to do Mission Sunday and out of that an atheist is going to come to Jesus a month or so later. That's what he does. This is what we get to be engaged in. It's what we get to do. And we get to do it together. And we get to do it uh, with all of our flaws and all of the things that, you know, that we still have to work on. We still get to do it. And he gets all the glory. He gets all the glory. So our remnant group is going to be resuming their weekly meetings here. In a, in a few weeks. And I really want to encourage you, our remnant group, and I'll just, re, I'll just tell you real quickly, our remnant group is, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, single married, have children, and you're in that demographic, this, this ministry started, it, it's what emerged after COVID, after we were shut down for eight weeks. And, uh, and, and, and I noticed at that time, as we reopened our doors, that the demographic that was that age group seemed to be larger, and Bobby and Bethany Cato stepped up and took the lead on this ministry, and it's going to be re-emerging, and I want to really encourage you, I'm really just giving a plug for it, if you have family members in this demographic, if you are in this demographic, I want to encourage you, this, this ministry, is, it's, it's life-altering, they are, they are not interested in just um, um, eating food together or having fun together, where they do all that, but uh, they are interested in you growing your spiritual life. They're interested in you not settling for yesterday's blessing, but going deeper. Uh, and, uh, and I understand maybe everybody doesn't, doesn't want that, but it's there, and I want to encourage you. I, I have seen so many young couples get established and get planted and, and, and have, a, have, a, have an instant support system because of that group. It's like, it's like our young jubilees. <laughs> They're like our young jubilees. They have a support system, and uh, and, uh, and and anybody that, that if you don't know what our jubilees is, that's the older group. Yes, I'm eligible, but I haven't gone there yet <laughs> regularly. But anyway, remnant. It's starting up again. Get involved. F- ask questions if you want to know more about it. You know, talk to talk to Bobby or Bethany. Talk to to Dallas or Tiffany. Talk to uh, David Hawley or or Aaron and Caitlin. They they they're all kind of involved in in in, in the in that uh, structure. So get involved. Um, so I have one more scripture I'm going to share, but I, I want to I want to let you know we're going to um, today. I, there's a couple things I want to do, and uh, I don't. Again, is everybody else prepared to give out certificates? I don't know if you guys have them. Do you have yours, Shane? Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll do, we're going to do that at the end of service here too. Uh, so if you guys are ready to do that, we'll do that. Um, but I also want, because school just started recently, I re- and, and, and EEC is going to be starting here soon, I really want us to specifically pray. If you, are, if you are an educator or if you are a student or if you are an administrator or if you are involved in any sort of thing related to education, we want to pray for you today. We should have done it last week because I know some schools already started. But, uh, but it, it, that sort of escaped me because I was away. Uh, and then, uh, so we, we want to do that today. So we want to do those two things. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with, uh, with this verse. 
Uh, this, is, this is from 2 Peter. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and his goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature. This is what we get to do. We get to participate. We are participating in the divine nature. We do not have to every single day participate in our fleshly nature. We do not have to do that. Pastor Don used to say it all the time. You can go a day without sinning. It was a shocking statement back then, and maybe it's still shocking, but you can go a day without sinning. Maybe if you go a day without sinning, you can go two days, maybe three days. We get to participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love this passage. I reference it periodically. But it, it so speaks to what life is like. That this is life, and this is life abundantly. This is life abundantly. When we, when we live like this, when we participate in the divine nature, and we intentionally set out to do that every single day, every single moment of every day, throwing off the things that hinder, as the Scripture instructs us to do, and running with perseverance the race marked out for us. We get to do this. We get to do this. And I, and I put this up here. You will be effective and productive. The scripture says, it says it'll prevent you from being ineffective and unproductive. I'm turning that around saying you will be effective and you will be productive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is life, abundant life. You will be effective. You will be effective. So many of you already are effective.